The WIAA High School football playoffs get going on Friday night, and a handful of area teams have qualified. My name is Wade Bates, and this is the Friday Night Kickoff Show High School Football Playoff Edition. Uh, coming up on the program today, we're going to take a look at all the area matchups. Had a chance to talk with the most of the area coaches in the region who are playing in the second season. That includes Beaver Dam, who travels to Slinger. The Golden Beavers are a number five seed. They travel to the four-seeded Owls in uh, Brock Lindy is going to join us. That's a game that you can hear on 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam and watch on Daily Dodge TV thanks to Columbus Family Dental, Hometown Glass and Improvement, and the Beaver Dam Unified School District. Tim Ladrin joins me for the call. We head to the field at 640 on Friday night. Also in Division 5, Columbus, the defending D4 champ, moves down a division. They're a three seed in Division 5. They host Broadhead Judah. You can also watch that game on Daily Dodge TV. Andy Selgrad will join us a little later on in the show. Also in D5, Lomira is a seven seed. They head to second seed, Milwaukee Academy of Science. Brian Gregory is going to pay us a visit as well. Mayville snuck into the playoffs as number eight seed. They go to Winnebago Lutheran, the top seed. Scott Hilver will give us a little preview of the Cardinals opener. And also in D5, Horicon Houston for the three seed. Plays host to Oostburg. Jason Fiaco, the Houston coach will visit us on the show. In Division 6, Marshall is a three seed, the co-Eastern Suburban Conference champ with Houston. They will welcome in Howard's Grove, a six seed, and we'll hear from Coach Matt Kleinheins. Also in D6, Waterloo, a five seed, travels to Cedar Grove, Belgium. Joe Janke will give us a preview of his playoff game. Division 7, Randolph, a two seed, the Trailways runner-up, will uh, take on Crivets at home. Tom Chase previews that one. Cambria Friesland and Jim Bilesma's squads won three in a row heading to the postseason. They are a four seed. They host Aola Scandinavia. Uh, we'll hear from Coach Jim Bilesma. Eight-player football, Oakfield's a two seed. They host Almond Bancroft, Corey Rickard pays us a visit as well. All right, let's get ready to whip around the area and hear from all the coaches as they get ready for their Friday night playoff games as we preview the area's WIAA Level 1 playoff games on 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Wisconsin needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Let's bring in Beaver Dam high school football coach Brock Lindy as his squad getting ready for their Division II Level One playoff game at Slinger. Coach, uh, when your name came up as a number five seed going on the road to Slinger on uh, Saturday morning, just see your thoughts on, on when you saw your opponent. Yeah, we're just really excited to be in the playoffs and, and to celebrate a really successful year. Uh, kind of a bounce back year with a lot of things that went wrong last year. Uh, kids have put in a, a ton of work. And, uh, and we've kind of improved some of the areas that, that caused us to miss out last year. So, uh, you know, although we would have preferred a home game and wanted to get as, be- as good of a seat as we possibly have gotten, uh, you know, we're, we're excited to play close-ish to home and slinger and, and a 4-5 matchup is a better matchup than, than we've had in our last couple playoff runs. 
Yeah, so we stay we stay away from a one or a two seed, and and it's it's anybody's game on Friday. You know, we found you never quite know when the computers are going to spit out those numbers the last couple of years. But did you kind of think you'd probably be in that four or five seed range? Uh, you know, trying to wait till that ten o'clock in the morning uh, slot when the, the seedings came out. It was hard to determine even kind of what region we were going to go into um, because we could go into one of probably three of the four regions that exist. Uh, and then you start looking at teams and looking at conference opponents and figuring out who's probably a one or a two. And, and we figured we were probably a three, four, or a five seed. Uh, and then it was just a matter of, you know, who we, who we draw. So not really surprised by anything and uh, could have certainly done some things to help our cause a little bit more throughout the year. Uh, but I feel like that's that's water under the bridge at this point, and now we're just going to play 1-0 football this week. Coach, yeah, I just have to be proud. You mentioned you know, you know, know fixing some things maybe that were issues last year. I know uh, a game of inches, I guess you can say, and that was the case you know, in the 2022 season. This year, you have to be proud, and we've talked about it a lot in pregame shows and postgame shows, just the resiliency of your team and the, you know, the, the fight that they've shown, whether they've you know, been down and they've been found ways to rally to, to get back into games and ways to rally to win games. You have to be happy with just you know the intestinal fortitude that your team has showed this year on both sides of the ball. Yeah, our kids are are, are battlers for sure, and we're kind of we kind of find ourselves in the same situation this year as last year with you know probably probably our best offensive player and defensive player you know missing significant time, but I think that shows the the growth of the program and the growth of the of the players, and in in a year we've been able to go uh, from zero and four and one score games. Uh, to four and one in one score games. And it would have been great to be not in one score games. It would have been great to be five and zero oh in one score games. But the reality is that to make that kind of shift from one year to another uh, is 100% uh, a credit to our players and the work that they've put in and, uh, and the buy-in to the belief and vision of, of what we expect to do with this program on an annual basis. Coach going to Slinger on uh, on Friday night. Looking at Slinger, they were you know North Shore Conference, middle of the pack team. They were four and three, but they played Homestead to a, you know a close game. Just uh, when you look at film, uh, just tell me what you see from the Owls. Yeah, offensively they're they're pretty balanced. Uh, they're massive up front, um, so it'll be uh, it'll be noticeable in the trenches that we're the undersized team. But we can use some things to our advantage, and the bigger team doesn't always win. Uh, so we've got to be sound fundamentally. We've got to make sure that we're reading keys and uh, and trying to learn from the two films that we have from them and put ourselves in a good defensive game plan that that tries to limit their their balanced attack. Uh, defensively, they're they're a four four and uh, and play with some of those similar massive offensive linemen on the defensive side. So it's uh, it's not reinventing ourselves on either side of the ball. And we, we want to do what got us here and what we feel comfortable doing. At the same time, we feel like there's things on both sides of the ball and in special teams that, that we're going to try uh, to capitalize on. And, uh, and, you know, it's been a fun rivalry with them over the years when we were in the Little Ten. And we had very competitive games with them back then, so I would expect nothing else on Friday. Coach, looking at their quarterback, he's thrown for I think almost thirteen hundred yards, seventeen touchdowns, just three picks. I mean, what what type of thrower is he? And he looks like he takes care of the football. Yeah, very efficient. Um, kind of a dual threat kid. They'll put him, they'll get him involved in the run game. Uh, Left hander who throws on on time and uh, has has good pocket presence. So uh, he he kind of ranks up there as as one of the one of the top quarterbacks we've seen this year, but. At the same time, our Badger Conference uh, is absolutely stacked with quarterbacks. And so our D-backs, I think, are, are well-tested. 
Uh, our linebackers have have had to learn how to play both run and pass this year, and uh, and so we just got to try to get some rush on them and uh, and contain them. And, uh, and hold up on the back end like we've kind of done all year. How about facing a lefty quarterback? I mean, you've seen them. Uh, just you have to prepare differently, or the kids have to kind of have a different mindset, knowing that things come from the opposite side. Uh, yeah, we just have to make sure that we uh, th- that we bring pressure in his face. Uh, I think a lot of teams mistakenly mistakenly bring pressure from from the backside too much, and, and really, it's that pressure in a quarterback's face that's going to make someone a little bit antsy. So. Uh, now we just need to kind of reevaluate where our pressure packages come from, and and that's easier said than done with with a big offensive line and and a power run scheme that they have. Uh, so a lot of it comes down to our D backs and making sure that they are sound in their coverage principles and and you know what their responsibilities are. But we certainly know that our linebackers and our D line can can make their jobs a lot easier in the pass game. Is there more juice in the locker room at practice when it's playoff week, coach? Or is it you try to keep it as, as just another week, like a regular season game? We try to be as consistent as possible, but uh, Monday's practice was the best practice we've had all year. Uh, we have our full JV team there as well. And so we've got our JV guys running scout. We probably ran three times as many plays into our defense on Monday than we do in a normal week. So the volume was there, high energy. Uh, kids are really excited about the opportunity to play, uh, the seniors especially, to be able to extend their their playing careers a little bit more. And and now we're in win or go home, and that's cliche, obviously, but uh, it's a little added uh, pressure. It's a little added excitement, though, and we want to harness that that pressure and we want to harness that that those nerves and and use those to our advantage and getting us ready for a really competitive game. Coach Brock Lindy, I appreciate the time, and we'll talk again on Friday night. Thank you so much. You got it. Go Beavers. Beaver Dam football Friday night on Daily Dodge TV and 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam. The Columbus High School football team drops down to Division 5 after winning the Division 4 championship last year. They drew a number 3 seed, and we're going to bring in head coach Andy Selgrad as this team gets ready for Broadhead Judah. Coach, just uh, what's the state of your team as you prepare for Broadhead Judah? Oh, we're focused. You know, it's second season. It's always exciting, so... You know, we've got a new juice to us, and we're looking forward to facing Broadhead. Coach, uh, when the seedings came out, you know, a few head scratchers across the state, but, you know, thinking, you know, you have one loss to a, under, to a conference champ, Lodi, a three seed. What were your mindset when you saw that uh, the computers spit you out as a three seed? Well, I'm sure the entire state saw my reaction. I was a little surprised. Um, you know, but it is what it is. That's the card. The cards we were dealt, and we, we, we still got to win football games, you know, no matter who we face. Uh, we just happened to fall into, you know, the second toughest co- quadrant in the entire state. Uh, a lot of very solid football teams. Broadhead Judah is one of those solid football teams. You know, they're very talented on both sides of the ball, and we got our work cut off for us. But, you know, we're, we're tested. We're battle-hardened. You know, Capital Conference, I, I – I still maintain it's one of the best conferences in the state at our level, and you know I feel like it's really prepared us for this. Coach, you mentioned Broadhead's talented on both sides of the balls. What challenges do when you look at film do you see out of that squad? Well, they're big and they're physical. They really are, and so they're very disciplined. Uh, they're very sound on both sides of the ball, and you know we just got to match that intensity and exceed it. And we got to play, you know, execute good football on both sides of the ball. Coach, you mentioned dropping down to Division Five this year. Is that a whole new set of teams? That have you have you scouted? Do you know much about the teams in the Division Five field after being in D four? 
Uh, not really. <laughs> so we're, we're trying to figure out all these teams. I mean, you know about the Aquinas's. We knew about Broadhead Judah. They've always been a good uh, football program over the years. So, you know, those kind of schools are, are, are very talented. Same thing with Prairie du Chien because they've played some of our capital conference teams in the past. So we're well aware that there's a lot of talented football teams in division five and our familiarity with Mayville as well. They're traditionally very talented, very good in D five. So, um, I may not know all of them, but I'd know enough to know that D5 is no joke. This is not going to be easy. Coach, so what are some of the keys uh, for your squad to uh, to you know get a victory over Broadhead Jude and also make another deep run in the postseason? Uh, focus and intensity. Really, those are the two things that we're going to focus on. And so it, it, we, we've been getting better every week, and we just want to keep building on that, and we just want to keep doing what we do uh, to keep this march going. Well, you can watch Friday night's game on Daily Dodge TV if you can't make it out to the field. Uh, Mike Tronson and uh, Tim Haldeman will have the call. Coach Selgrad, uh, thanks for the time, and good luck in your postseason run. Thanks, Wade. Our playoff previews continue with the seventh-seeded Lomira head coach, Brian Gregory. So, Coach, after losing two straight, you guys pulled off the Week 9 win to clinch the playoff berth. What did that win say about Lomira's toughness? I think it was just a big program win overall. You know, finally knocked the door down to be able to get in the playoff. Um, you know, we had we had three opportunities. You know, at, at four and two, there we knew we had we had three opportunities to uh, to clinch a playoff berth there, and we knew it wasn't going to be easy. You know, going after perennial powers of, of Springs, Campbell Sports, and, and Mayville. You know, we knew we needed one of those, so we had to dig down and find a way to get it done. Um, you know, we we did some okay things against Springs. Game got away from us a little bit in the second half. You know, played played Campbell Sport extremely tough in the rain. Um, you know, so with everything on the line, senior night, uh, backs against the wall, everything like that, I thought our kids responded extremely well. Uh, we played a physical smash mouth flyaway football game. Our defense did extremely good, limiting them to six points. You know, offense found a way to get the job done and execute. So I think it told, uh, told our kids, our, our program, our staff a lot about, uh, a lot about what we're dealing with and the tough grittiness that we have on our team. What are your thoughts on your matchup against Milwaukee Academy of Science? They're a good football team. You know, they they have a lot of skill. They have a lot of athletes. You know, it, it's hard to get the full picture. You know, you can see on paper, you can see their stats. You know, at four and two and playing six games. You know, what what we have to go off is their last couple games on film. You know, they've uh, they lost to a tough Lodi team. Uh, they beat a, a Moston team who's in the playoffs. You know, but they're uh, they're a team that we got to make sure that we we make them go on long sustained drives. We can't let their athletes get out in space, and we got to kind of limit those big plays. How would you say you treat matchups such as this one uh, where you're an underdog? Our message all week is that we, we have to be ourselves. You know, we have to stick to our identity. You know, if we can control the line of scrimmage, if, if, if we can run the ball successfully, if we can control the time of possession, if we can be physical, you know, it's not, nothing really changes with our mindset. Is We need to come out and we need to execute at a high level and we need to make sure that we don't get away from our identity and that's just kind of downhill smash mall football. What are the keys to making a deep playoff run for this Lamira team? Just building off of our confidence right now. You know, Friday was a was a big win for a lot of reasons. You know, beating a, a tough Mayville team who's had the success they've had recently. You know, rivalry game, getting the Melt Can back, um, making it in the playoffs. You know, memorable senior night. You know, there was there was a lot of positives off of that that we can build off of. Uh, but just. You know, there's there's that newfound excitement with with a playoff berth, and I think our kids are, are kind of craving the, the feeling we had Friday night, and it's just making sure that we're we're not content, we're not satisfied, 
uh, taking it a game at a time and, uh, and going from there. But just building off of you know, the, the recent success and, and the win on Friday is going to be big for us moving forward. Thanks again to Coach Gregory and good luck to Lomira as they take on two-seated Milwaukee Academy of Science. We continue our playoff previews here as we bring in Mayville head coach Scott Hilbert. Coach, we talked a couple weeks back just about your team, you know, working to get in. Now, you didn't officially clinch, but you still got the at-large bid. Uh, what's, the, what's the mindset of your squad getting ready for Winnebago Lutheran? Um, I hope it's a positive one. You know, we tried to impress on these guys that they did earn the opportunity to go into the playoffs just because they played so competitive all year. They gave themselves an opportunity in the fourth quarter to win every single game that they played, so... They should be proud that they earned it, and now it's a new season, and we have a new opportunity. Coach, you drew Winnebago Lutheran a number one seed. You're the eighth seed. Uh, a rematch. Now it's a game. You guys were tied going into the fourth quarter against the Vikings. Just your, your thoughts when you saw WLA come up on the board. Uh, correct. You know, and, and I think, I know myself as a coach, as a, I never wanted to play teams in my conference unless we lost them the first time around. So it's a little opportunity to avenge a loss, and we are excited for that opportunity. And you're right, we did have a chance the first time we played and, and hopefully we have a better result this time hey what do you like i mean what do you like about your school when you look at your squad what do you what do you think they have in them to, to, to maybe make a little run here i think we play tough defense and we've done that all year and if we can keep the team under 20 points we have an opportunity to win so with that in mind that always gives you a chance to win in the playoffs coach have you had many rematches in the opening round of the postseason i didn't quite look back on your on your schedule and you just your thoughts on getting that rematch in general yeah never in an opening round but i've had a few of those in my career last time was a couple years ago when we lost to campbell sport week nine and we got to see him again in level three we lost to them week nine and we beat them level three so anything can happen coach just keys to the game on friday night we gotta play tough defense we gotta limit the big plays and we gotta make a couple of our own Coach Scott Hilber, Mayville High School, I appreciate the time and good luck in level one of the playoffs on Friday. Thank you, Wade. Let's head to Houston right now and bring in head coach Jason Fiaco, whose squad uh, drew a number three seed and will host Oosberg on uh, Friday night. Coach, I guess before we talk about the postseason, just talk about uh, your first regular season at Horicon Houston for. Do you have to be excited with uh, the growth you saw from your team? I'm extremely uh, pleased with the guys and and they've gotten better every single week throughout the year. And that's what obviously our goal. Um, you know, my old high school football coach, who actually just passed away, Coach Taraska, he would always talk about, you know, great teams peak at the end of the year, at the end of October into November. And so I share that with the guys. And so, uh, but they've, they've done that. And I, I think the product every Friday night has gotten better throughout the course of the season. Coach, when you took the job and, you know, you saw them, you know, last year they ended up making the playoffs, you know, but probably didn't have the record that they wanted. Uh, did you think when you when you, when you you first, uh, you know, got the whistle out and handed out the equipment in early August that your, your team would be sitting here with, with a conference championship in the trophy case? Well, I, I told the kids, you know, my first time interacting with the kids was during contact days. And I knew that we had a lot of potential, but when I saw it in, in person, I knew that we could do something with it, and I shared that with the guys the very first day when we gave out equipment. I told them that, you know, I think that we, we can win every game on our schedule, and I, I thought we, we, we have a lot of the pieces to the puzzle, and, uh, and I don't know how many of the guys thought that at that moment in time, but I also talked about this past week. I said as we reflect on this season, and we only lost two games, and those two games were very tight games that – um, could have easily have got into our favor. And so, um, you know, but the big thing is the kids understanding um, 
and, and gaining confidence, and, and that takes time. And, uh, you know, and I think that we got to the point because when we went out to water, uh, play Waterloo this past week, the kids had no doubt in their mind that they could win that game. When did you, did you, was there a certain moment maybe during the season, Coach, where you saw, hey, these guys actually get it and they, they, when we can, we can believe, you know, we can buy into what the coach is saying and, uh, you know, we can win every game on their schedule? Well, you know, I think I saw a lot of it Mayville in the first half of Mayville. We came out real strong, went down and scored on our opening possession. And then the next uh, drive, we went down and scored again. And, and we were up most of that game. Uh, we kind of fell short towards the end, but, uh, I think I, you could see that the confidence, the kids, they realize, yes, we can do this. And um, that didn't come into fruition that night. But I think that that was a, a big experience for them. And, you know, since then, we even talked. We said, uh, you know, we, we don't want to – we don't – you know, Marshall, we dropped that game. But when I talked to the kids, I said, you know, we don't want to have this feeling again. And, you know, so the kids have ripped off a lot of wins and, and the confidence. I mean, it comes it, – sometimes it comes in a loss. Um, you know, sometimes it comes in wins. But I think they've gotten that, that confidence across and they understand that they can do it. They can, they can play with whoever is, is on the other side of us. Coach, on the other side of your Friday night, it's Oostberg, the Flying Dutchman. Just what have you learned about that squad out of the Big East? Well, I think that's a good team. It's certainly a good conference. They played some some really good teams, extremely tight. Uh, last game of the season, played Reedsville, and that was a, a very tight ball game, and, and that's against a very good football team. So um, I think the biggest thing that they bring to the table is, is they're very physical, um, and they do a lot of different things on, on defense to stop the run. Um, so we've been just mentally, mentally – preparing the kids for uh, a physical fist fight on Friday night. Well, Coach, I know you're busy on playoff week. I appreciate the time. Good luck to Houston as you take on Oostberg on Friday night. Coach Jason Fiaco, thank you. Thank you so much. Our 2023 playoff previews continue. I'm with Marshall head coach Matt Kleinines. All right, Coach, what allowed this Marshall team to be so dominant in the regular season? I, I think our past success has certainly uh, helped us set up for that. These kids that are in the program now have seen the groups before them gone through, so they know what it takes, uh, especially our current seniors. You know, is all they've known since they've been in high school um, is winning conference championships. So I think that that's very important, but, but then it's on them to take what they've seen and actually do it themselves and they put in the time in the offseason which is which is probably the biggest thing um, we you know we've tweaked our offense a little bit here and there since those guys have gone through um, you know we're, we're not the type of team that just sticks with a certain system offensively and defensively we adjust to the pieces that we have so um, credit to the kids you know now that our varsity kids uh, being able to adapt and you know we still are always kind of been a base option team offensively um, but we were able to you know put some tweaks in this year and, and run some more flex bone and things like that which is what we really like to do so um, it, it's just been great I think from a culture and, and previous program standpoint got it and Coach, I know it's early in the week, but have you gotten a chance to check out Howard's Grove at all? Oh, yeah. We've watched quite a bit of film on them. Um, they definitely pose some things that we haven't seen a lot of this year. They're a very balanced team offensively, um, run and pass. I feel like a lot of the teams that we've seen this year 
in our league are either very heavy pass or very heavy run. So um, that's a little bit uh, of a new challenge for us that they're going to they're gonna come at us from potentially both angles. They've definitely got some really nice-looking athletes on film. Um, I, I feel like their 4-5 and five record is a little bit deceiving. They, they just seem like they've got some better pieces to the puzzle there. And, you know, you always worry about that as a coach is if those guys decide to put it all together on the same night, you might be in a little bit of trouble. Got it. And coach, what are the keys for Marshall in making a deep playoff run? Yeah, I think we we got to we got to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, you know, we got to take care of the football. Um, we've been knock on wood. We've been very good about that this year. Um, we need to play physical on defense. I thought we did a nice job of that here the last couple of weeks, and it translated to some lower point outputs than we had been giving up for a while. So we got to maintain our physicality, I, and I would even say on offense too, especially in the trenches. Um, we got to be able to do that and. You know, I think anybody at a small high school will tell you you got to stay healthy. Um, you know, we were a little banged up coming down the stretch here. We got a couple kids back this past Friday night. We're we're hoping we get Matthew Moto back this Friday night, who is our leading rusher and and certainly one of our uh, better football players on our team. And you know, if you can stay healthy, um, it makes a big difference come this time of year at a small high school. Thanks so much, Coach, and good luck on Friday night. The Waterloo High School football team getting ready for their Division Six playoff opener. They make the trip to Cedar Grove, Belgium, one of those 4-5 matchups. Coach Joe Janke joins us. Coach, just uh, uh, thoughts on where your team is at uh, heading into the postseason? Well, uh, we feel pretty good. I uh, feel good about the matchup. Uh, we uh, had some injuries on the turf the other night, so that's uh, a factor that uh, – Hopefully it won't impact us too bad, but uh, hoping to get some of those kids back by by Friday. But um, it didn't obviously help us last Friday, so we're uh, hoping to re- have quick recoveries there. Coach, you have to be proud of your squad. You got to Week 9 playing for a, a chance to get a conference championship, a great place for Waterloo football to be in, even though you know the game Friday night didn't turn out how you'd hoped. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't turn out the way every, you know everyone was hoping that uh, – we could pull it off and it just uh we had a couple bad bounces early and it was we just didn't weren't able to recover so that's the way it goes it's why you play the game i guess that's how it is nothing you can do about it all you can do is forget about it and be ready you know move on to the next season which starts this friday yeah. so coach we've talked a few times this year just uh, what were some of the keys to your successful season what have you liked about this team that has allowed the team to put yourself in position here to uh hopefully make a little run well, we have a large senior group that uh, a lot of them are three-year starters, um, and they, you know, they fill most positions. But they've been really good at trying to bring up some of these younger guys. We don't have a, a big junior class, so they've had to try and pull some of these sophomores along. And uh, our juniors have contributed, but we just uh, we're, we don't have a large number there. So they've done a good job with that. They've stepped up as leaders and uh, found a way to win some games that you know we were behind and uh just pulled them out so they it, that falls on their leadership so very proud of, of that um and they and they just don't they don't give up so even uh, last week we were down and we we crawled back in the second half and you know we just didn't have enough to to get where we needed to be coach uh 10 o'clock on saturday you found out uh, your opponent was cedar grove belgium what's the process like for that what have you learned about cedar grove belgium out of the big east conference well the the whole thing with huddle we played them a few years back uh we traveled there in a playoff game uh good venue they have a looks like new you know all new facilities now uh turf field uh it's pretty quick with huddle now these days to get film turned around i mean back in the day it was 
traveling with the VHS tape to meet a coach somewhere on a Saturday morning. Now it's uh, it's pretty quick to to see who you're playing, and which is nice. Uh, makes it a lot easier to to plan a lot quicker, uh, turn around and, and trying to game plan. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of how it goes. We end up exchanging film right away Saturday morning and see if we can find some other teams that played them. And if they want to share some film and that's generally how it goes. So it's pretty quick turnaround. Coach, looking at your pod, you got kind of a, a list of blue bloods of uh, high school football teams in the state of Wisconsin at this level. Just, uh, what's got to happen for Waterloo if you want to make a little run here in the postseason? Well, the only one that really matters is Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, don't, and even regular season, I didn't really start looking ahead uh, weeks. This was probably the first season that I've actually looked at. Who do we play next week? Uh, it's really a week to week. I don't, I don't try to even think about this year. We, I got a little bit ahead of myself at times, but uh, in the past, it's in this being a new season and it's a winner win or lose or you're done let's let's focus on what we got this week and i don't haven't really even given thought to what we have to do we just need to win all right coach friday. coach joe janke waterloo good luck in your playoff uh, opener on friday night at seagrove belgium thanks for the time uh, thank you sir our 2023 high school football playoff previews continue now as we head to Randolph High School and bring in head coach Tom Chase, whose Rockets finished up the regular season at 7-2, and two, and they also had a runner-up finish in the Trailways Conference. Coach Chase, just uh, overall impressions of your team's regular season this year? Uh, really good season for us. Uh, weren't quite sure being in the year just where we would kind of fall in the conference. We thought we could, could do well, but on the other hand, we thought that there's a possibility we wouldn't do as well. We just everything kind of fell into place, and all the kids uh, did a great job. Coaches, staff did a great job. So, very pleased with the way this season turned out. What were some of the things that uh, that allowed your team to have a successful season, seven and two overall, six and one in the league? Uh, number one, yeah, our defense got better. We brought in Coach Bob Hep from Partyville last year as, as an assistant, and he really helped us kind of shore that up. And that was a really good thing that it's been getting better every week. Number two, we, we had Jake Dyster that was kind of penciled in as our quarterback after last year, and he had back surgery. And so we didn't know going into the season if he could play, and Jake has not been able to play. So Carter Meredith was the guy that we turned to, and uh, he has done just a really phenomenal job running our offense for us. And he's, he's quite an athlete. So we've been able to do a number of things on the ground. We don't throw the ball very much, but we do run pretty effectively. So uh, we've been very, very happy with that and able to control the clock and Get ahead of a few people and, and be able to to win the games in the end. The kids have really come through when the pressure has been on. Coach, you waited for the seedings to come out on Saturday. The Rockets got a number two seed. It looks like you're hosting uh, Crivets. Just uh, what are your thoughts on that second seed and your thoughts on your opponent for round one? Uh, we're very happy with the second seed, obviously. Crivets is a very good football team. Uh, we've seen them on film now for the last couple of days. They're very solid defensively. They do run a flexible and very similar to what we do. Um, they're hard to defend. They have some athletes. Um, it'll be a good ball game. Uh, so hopefully we can play our best game because we're going to need to. They're a very good football team. Coach, when you look at your, your your bracket in general, just your overall thoughts, I know you look at one game at a time, but overall you got, what, Reedsville up top. Just what what are your thoughts on, on the, the grouping in general? Uh, you know, it was a little different than what I thought. You know, Johnson Crick went obviously southwest. We thought we probably would have them in our bracket. So, uh, you know, right now we just need to focus on this next week, obviously. But if we have an opportunity down the road where we could play maybe lower again uh, or whatever we'll let's see how it goes. Coach Chase I appreciate the time. Good luck against Krivitz in your playoff opener on Friday night. All right, thank you so much. 
Let's bring in Cambria Friesland head coach Jim Bilesma right now as the Hilltoppers got themselves a home game in the first round of the playoffs and they'll host fifth seed Iola Scandinavia. Coach, riding a, a three-game win streak into the playoffs, do you, do you like what you're seeing out of your squad right now? Well, we've definitely started to gel together. Um, we were playing and still are playing quite a few freshmen and sophomores, so We'd real, we realized that there would be some growing pains during the season, but uh, not only did we have growing pains, but we had some really key injuries to our upperclassmen. So we had a, a stretch there where we dropped three ball games, three out of four, and then we began to doubt what we were going, but uh, uh, doubt in which direction we were going, but uh, the kids have rallied and they've done well and they've come back. And uh, so we think we're, we've righted the ship and are sailing in the right direction. Are you healthy right now, coach? Are you getting healthier than what you were? Healthier than what we were. Um, we still have uh, one starter out and then two that are playing on uh, sort of limited ability, but uh Every week we get better, and uh, uh, every week that we can uh, stay in it, we'll have another week for those young gentlemen to heal. So we're hoping that we're going to uh, keep on going. Coach, uh, are you a guy that, did you used to stay up till midnight or till 1 a.m. and wait for the seedings, or are you happy with they don't drop until 10 in the morning now, or how do you, how do you go about watching the, that show, or how did you find out about your seed? No, I watched the show on, uh, on regular TV, and... Uh, yeah, it used to be quite a night where um, if I did go to bed, I'd have my alarm set for every hour so that I could check it. But uh, uh, now that you know it isn't coming out till 10 on Saturday morning, you can get a good night's sleep. You can do some work on your previous night's game tape without trying to scramble and find out uh, information on your plane. And then since then, you know, it's been all prepping for Iowa Scandinavia. Coach, just your thoughts on Iowa Scandinavia, their chance of the CWC small conference. What have you learned so far once you found out your opponent? Well, um, they are diversified in that uh, they have a very good running back, but their quarterback runs equally as well. And they have one very tall receiver and one uh, very good sized tight end. So, um, they try to take advantage of uh, what they see there out on the field. Um, so um, in terms of our defending them, every one of our players will have to do his job and not be out of position. Coach, just looking at the, your eight-team pod in general, you look at it and you look like it's it's pretty wide open where you can't really say, hey, this is the team that's going to come out of there? Well, uh, again, um, you know, the, the Randolph team and the Lords team out of our conference are – very talented. Reedsville is very talented. We'd like to think that we're starting to peak at the right time. And yet, you know, look at Iowa Scandinavia as a conference champion playing an away game. So uh, it's a diversified and wide open pod. Coach, uh, at the end of your game this past Friday, I saw some video on social media of a coach getting ridden off the field uh, on the shoulders of, your, of his team. Uh, can you kind of talk about that? Well, we were celebrating uh, the fact that uh, our defensive coordinator, Jim Knudsen, has been with our program 35 years. And so for an assistant, especially one of his caliber, to stay with a program this long is special. And 
and uh, it needs to be celebrated. And uh, so the the kids, the community, and the booster club wanted to say, wanted to surprise him and say thank you for, for doing that. Uh, I remember when he came here, he said, oh, I'll be here two or three years and I'm going to move on. And uh, I thought to myself, well, that's great. If I can get two or three years out of you, I'm more than happy. And now it's been 35 years. And uh, he's the kind of guy that, uh, you know, he's got more than a head coach's talents, but he's chosen to stay here and, and work with our kids. And uh, the community's embraced him. And likewise, he's embraced uh, the community and our players. Well, Cambria Friesland head coach Jim Bilesma, good luck on Friday night in your playoff opener against Iola Scandinavia. Thank you. Well, thank you. Timeout. All right. Remember, we're a team that plays together. Listen, the winning will take care of itself. We just have to get everyone involved. In interscholastic sports, we celebrate what makes every one of us unique. And in the pursuit of a common goal, everyone in the huddle, in the bleachers, and in the community comes together. This message presented by the WIAA and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. That's going to do it for this high school football playoff preview show on 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam. I am Wade Bates again on Friday night. A couple of games for you on our platform of uh, a broadcast entities on a Daily Dodge TV and 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam. We'll have Beaver Dam going to Slinger, a Division II level one game. Tim Ladderin joins me for the call on that one. The Ninja will be on the camera. Division Five Columbus plays host to Broadhead Judah. That'll be Mike Tronson and also Tim Haldeman on the call with Aiden Voigt on camera right there. The broadcast presented by Columbus Family Dental, Hometown Glass and Improvement, and the Beaver Dam Unified School District. Other area teams in action, Lomira's at Milwaukee Academy of Science in D5, also Mayville and Winnebago Lutheran score off in D5, and Horicon Houston's Ford plays host to Oostburg. Division 6, it's Howard's Grove traveling to Marshall. Waterloo goes to Cedar Grove, Belgium. Division 7, it's Randolph against Crivets and Cambria Friesland's home against Iola Scandinavia. Oakfield, the number two seed, will host Almond Bancroft. Coverage begins on Friday night at 6 with the uh, Friday night kickoff show as part of our Friday night lights coverage presented by Cousin Subs at 6.40 on ESPN Beaver Dam. We will head to Slinger for Beaver Dam and Slinger. And then you can also flip over to Daily Dodge TV and watch that game. Also watch the Columbus and Broadhead Judah contest. Don't forget when you're driving home from your game on Friday night or you're sitting in your living room watching some games, flip on 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam because from 9.30 to 11 o'clock, it's football Friday night. Chuck Freeman and Dan Pfeiffer have scores and highlights. All the playoff scores from across the state of Wisconsin. Reporters will check in. I'll be checking in. Mike Tronson will be checking in from his game. And uh, you'll get all the uh, wrap-ups from Level 1. This is the 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam High School Football Playoff Preview Show. Again, you can find out all the scores and highlights as well at DailyDodge.com. If you missed any of these interviews, 
Uh, go back, I guess just scroll back right here and listen to them, or you can always find them posted on the audio tab at dailydodge.com under sports. We appreciate Cousin Subs of Beaver Dan for being a part of our high school football coverage as well. My name is Wade Bates. I thank uh, Corey Sparks and Charlie Dern for helping out uh, with the preview show as well. My name is Wade Bates. We'll see you at the games. This has been the 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam Friday night playoff preview show. 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam.